You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Welcome back to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast on the Fired Up Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Soden, and like always, we're going to get right into it. So we're going to start off with some of the outside of the ring stuff. Uh, Then we're going to move over to SmackDown, Hell in a Cell, uh, Raw, NXT, and then we'll hit up uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, So to start things off with the outside of the ring stuff, uh, we had a couple of rumored returns on the horizon. Uh, Fightful has reported that Brock Lesnar may make his return sometime this summer. Uh, And then uh, another uh, big, uh, big name at the Performance Center this week and at Hell in a Cell was Becky Lynch. Uh, Rumored that she may be returning to feud with the winner of the Charlotte uh, Rhea Ripley uh, matchup at Money in the Bank. Uh, John Cena was on Jimmy Fallon this week and kind of uh, dropped a little bit of a bombshell that he's not uh, he's not exactly done with the professional wrestling world. He uh, he said that he hasn't had his last match and he can't wait for his next match. And uh, speaking of their next match, it looks like Bia Presley will be debuting with NXT UK under the name Blair Davenport. And uh, I have to say, I'm a bigger fan of that name than the other one. Uh, when we return, we will jump into SmackDown and follow up that with Hell in a Cell. Once again, SmackDown was the best show of the week. Uh, almost almost a close one this week, and we'll go into that later. But the show starts off. We have Ray in the ring. He's calling out Roman. Uh, tonight, we're getting the Hell in Cell instead of on Sunday. The show could have used it. Uh, anyway, we see Roman accept. Uh, later on in the show, uh, Jay will come into the, um, Jimmy will come into the backstage and um, tell Roman he's got his back and all that. Roman says, nah. Go get, make things right with Jay. Um, and then the show uh, closes with the Hell in a Cell match. Um, Roman just mutilates Ray, just a brutality. I really love the way that Roman can make little things seem more violent and brutal than they really are. And of course, Rey Mysterio has always been the perfect little guy to a big guy foe. So this match was really good. Uh, Ray eventually taps to a standing inverted guillotine. Uh, guillotine. Um, Jimmy comes out, raises Roman's hand. I think something's going to happen there. Then Roman hits, uh, Ray again with the guillotine and Jimmy kind of like watches on. Uh, I'm not sure if Jimmy's going to be the guy that challenge, uh, Roman after all this is said and done anymore. Uh, it seems like Jimmy's now siding with Roman. I don't know if Jay's going to throw a wrench in all that, but we'll, we'll see so far. I like where the whole Roman thing is gone. Um, on the show, we also saw Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz uh, team up and go against Big E and K, um, Kevin Owens. Uh, this was the first match of General Aziz in the ring. Uh, he looked good for this being his first uh, match on the main card. I don't even think he was on NXT at all um, too much. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, he moves around pretty well for a big man. Uh, I was shocked that he wrestled in that jacket. Um, Sammy... Zane came out eventually. Uh, he hopped on commentary. 
Uh, he distracted Kevin Owens, of course. Aziz hit Owens with the Nigerian nail, um, and then followed up with another one after the win. Uh, KO goes in the back, demands a match for Hell in a Cell uh, with Sammy and Adam Pearce and Deville grant him that. Uh, later on on the show, we saw the battle for the crown. I hope this is the last we see of this. Uh, Electric Elias plays uh, Nakamura out. Of course, uh, Corbin takes the L in a pretty solid TV match. They've been having, for ooh, excuse me, for the most part, they've been having pretty good TV matches. Uh, Nakamura is now king of WWE. I'm assuming this leads to a king of the ring down the road, but who knows? Uh, Bianca called out Bailey. Bailey didn't come out right away. Bianca. Um, Challengers are to the Hell in a Cell match itself. That happens on Sunday. Um, Bailey eventually comes out and is just all fist. Um, Bailey raises the title um, at the end, and all the screens pop up once again with all Bailey faces. Bailey's faces. It was a nice, nice look. I really like that they do that. Kind of like that they waited till the very end to do that, but I like it. We saw Alpha Academy's uh, Francis face off against Angelo uh, Dawkins. Uh, Gable slaps Dawkins, kind of leads a little chase uh, right into Otis. And then we see a two-on-one. No match happens, but Otis and Gable hit a beautiful German suplex clothesline combo. That was uh, pretty nice. I hope it's their tag team finish going down the line. Uh, Cesaro has a sit-down with Kayla. Uh, Seth eventually comes, they talk, uh, they agree to a match Sunday at Hell in a Cell, uh, and then Cesaro pushes Seth right out of that chair, um, and that's all that happened on SmackDown. Uh, I do want to point out, um, when we get to Raw, it feels uh, like the polar opposite. For Hell in a Cell, they waited till SmackDown to book all the matches. I feel like everything was done Monday for uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, when we return, we'll be talking about Hell in a Cell. For Hell in a Cell. Uh, put this in the I watched it so you didn't have to bin. Natalia defeated Mandy Rose on the pre-show with a sharpshooter that was sloppier than me after a couple cocktails. Um, I don't even drink, so I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah, they really need to end this feud very quickly and very fast. Remember when the pre-show had like matches that made you want to buy or watch the main show? Uh, the show opened with Bianca and Bailey. Uh I would say definitely best ma- female match of the night. Uh, Bailey with the deranged biting of Bianca I liked. Um, the sunset flip into the cell was pretty nice. The spine buster into the kendo sticks I really liked. The hair tying spots were really good. Um, the KOD on top of the open ladder was really a nice touch. I liked everything about this match. Um, probably, I want to say it was the third best Hell in the Cell match we saw this week. Uh, and then we followed that up with Cesaro versus Seth Rollins in a Ring of Honor Classic. Uh, solid match. Uh, I really like what these guys offer. I thought it was interesting that Seth Rollins won via roll-up. Um, seems like roll-up was the finish of the night. Um, and then we went from two good matches into Alexa versus Shayna Baszler with a lot less bullshit than I expected. 
Uh, I like that they just made Alexa kind of aggressive, not so much um, smoke and mirrors like Bray Wyatt was, not all the theatrics. There is a little um, hypnotizing, which is fine. You know, Alexa hypnotizes me as well. Um, I like the little spot where she hypnotizes Naya and she slaps the shit out of uh, Reginald. Um, I think it's time to break up Reginald, Naya, and Shayna. I think that's run its course. I think Shayna can expand. I think there's a lot that she can do. We don't need to see her doing the whole I'm a badass MMA fighter thing. I think we can kind of, you know, reach into the depths of what she has to offer. Uh, she's she's a lot of fun in the ring. Um, I'm hoping that this Alexa thing kind of runs its course eventually. Uh, from this, we followed it up with what I am dubbing the match of the night. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens in, once again, another classic match between these guys. Um, there was great selling in this. Kevin Owens was selling his throat the whole match from Friday on SmackDown. Uh, the story they told was great. It was brutal. Everything about it just clicked. And then um, and then we were given uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, where everything just felt like it wasn't clicking. Um it was it was a fine match. It just doesn't seem like Rhea Ripley really has the uh, the ability to have chemistry with these guys. Uh, her matches with Oscar weren't that great. Uh, this kind of was in and out the whole time. I thought the finish was incredibly weak. If you're going to have a DQ finish, at least let it be something good. Not slapping her with the tabletop. Um, this was my uh, vote of the night, worst of all time. Um, and then we followed it up with a brutal match, uh, between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Um, the only issue was that little crash pad spot, but if AEW can get away with it, why can't WWE? Am I right? Uh, it was hard hitting. I liked the, uh, the interference by MVP. I thought it sold the story well. Um, and here we go. Another roll up win. I thought the roll up in the main event of a Hell in a Cell match was a little interesting call, but overall, I would say the pay-per-view was pretty good. Um, if you're going to go back and watch this one match, I would probably watch Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, and um, it's a toss-up between Bianca and Bailey and Bobby and Drew if you wanted to watch a cell match. Uh, when I return, I will be talking about Raw and how it was actually decent enough to watch this week without wanting to rip your hair out. With what I am going to dub the best Raw of the year. Uh, we start things off with a little celebration with Bobby Lashley and MVP and their little lady friends. Uh, and the New Day decide to come out and give a toast. And lots of toast. Uh, they start throwing pieces of toast at the ever-serious Bobby Lashley and MVP. Uh, MVP has some choice words for... Kofi and Xavier Woods. Uh, Kofi mocks MVP for crying in a bar when he won the world title. Kofi challenges uh, for the title at Money in the Bank. So it's going to be Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston. But that's not enough. No, that's not enough for tonight. Bobby and MVP start start poking the bear that is Xavier Woods. And he bars them up. And they, uh, they call for a Hell in a Cell match tonight. So not only did we get a Hell in a Cell on SmackDown, 
and Sunday we got two. We're getting another one tonight. It's going to be Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm excited already. And I've never turned on a Raw in recent memory and been excited right off the bat. And we follow this up with a Money in the Bank qualifier match. We got AJ Styles with Amis, Omis versus Ricochet. Uh, this is a great, great match uh, to start things off. Uh, Ricochet is just out there stunting. Uh, AJ Styles still can keep up with all of that. Uh, AJ gets distracted when the Viking Raiders come out and demolish almost. Uh, he goes up for the forearm. Ricochet hits a little uh, doodaddy arm breaker and gets the win in what I thought was an upset. Ricochet has gone from main event to a failed United States little uh, ch- uh, chase to being in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, this is followed up with a little Matt Riddle, Randy Orton promo when we get the same old slapstick. Uh, Orton just doesn't seem like he's with it. Uh, and then we get a little uh, little interview with Eva Marie and uh, Piper Nevins, or Dewdrop, as Eva says her name is. I thought that was a, a weird little take. Um, they're going to face Naomi and Asuka for uh, another Money in the Bank uh, qualifier. And um, we see Piper Nevins uh, putting uh, in some work. Uh, Eva tags herself in. Uh, Piper's not with it. Um, she jumps down and refuses to uh, take the tag. I feel as though this storyline um, has kind of jumped the shark incredibly quickly. I thought we would see probably a couple couple weeks of this build up. Instead, it's one week and it's done. Um, Naomi gets the win there uh and then backstage um we see by uh pierce and sonia walking to the ring they come in the ring they give the mom and dad talk to Rhea, who says if this was charlotte it wouldn't matter i am really over this feud i cannot wait till it ends and it seems like it will end after money in the bank when the rematch is and becky is allegedly set to come back thank god we get another we get another Dana and Mandy segment with Natty and Tamina, and it's just reverse of what happened the previous week, and it's just as bad as the previous week. And we jump into Randy Orton versus John Morrison in another Money in the Bank qualifier match. Miz blesses us on commentary this week, which I am always grateful to hear his voice. Uh, we get another dripstick spot in the match, and I love this. I don't know why, but I just love... I love the dripstick. I love Johnny Drip Drip. Uh, Riddle comes out, chases Miz around the ring uh, on his little scooter. Morrison uh, ends up uh, getting the win over a little bit of a distracted Randy Orton. We get Orton and Riddle kind of kind of jarring it up a little bit. That'll play a little bit later on in the night. Uh, Nia, 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 and Shayna are in the back. Uh, they have a match coming up tonight against Alexa and Nikki Cross for a Money in the Bank qualifier match. Uh, we see Alexa come out with some new theme music. It's, you know, it's not that bad. Uh, and then uh, we get cut to backstage where Nikki Cross is with a blue mask. And as she cuts her promo, they pan down to the rest of her and she's gone full Molly Holly, like I've been calling. She's now a superhero. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to eventually change her name, but they changed her theme to a very kid-friendly superhero uh, little medley. It's definitely a look. I, unlike the rest of the internet, 
am here for it. I like it. I want to see what Nikki brings. I'm glad it's not Sanity Part 300. Um, I'm interested in what, what it's going to be. I like the fun, peppy Nikki Cross. It really does remind me a bit of Molly Holly. And you know what? I, I like seeing her on the TV. They face uh, they face Nia and Shayna. And there's the Papa Shango uh, trickery in the match. And uh, Nikki Cross pins Shayna in, uh, after all the little bliss, bliss stuff. It was it was fine. It was fine. You know, we all know what it is. The Alexa stuff isn't everyone's cup of tea. Um, And, you know, it's okay if you skip it, guys. I I wanted to skip it. But once again, in that little old box over there, it's a I watched it. So you didn't have to. Uh, We go backstage. We see uh, Cedric Alexander, Ginger Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, little squander about not being included in the Money in the Bank match qualifying matches. And, uh, you know, it's just some good character work. Good character work. Nice to see Ginger back on the TV screen. Uh, I do like like me some Ginger. Uh, and this goes into Riddle versus Drew McIntyre after um, Mom and Dad came back and tried talking Drew out of wrestling this match. He decided he's going to go for it. Um, it was a really good TV match. I would say it's probably the second best match of the night. Um Riddle kind of gets an upset win over Drew McIntyre. Uh, Orton was watching the whole time. He he wasn't with it. He didn't like that Riddle, the goofy little kid, uh, won, and he didn't. He's kind of planting those seeds already. Um, yeah, it was a good match. Good match. I'd go back and watch it. Uh, we got a Jason Riker, Jackson Riker, whatever his name is, uh, in the back with uh, Mansoor. Um, we get... The knowledge, uh, the news that Elias and Riker are going to have a strap match next week because wrestling fans are dying for more strap matches in wrestling. Anyway, Ali, uh, Ali comments, um, and they go back and forth a little bit. It's really either leading up to a, a feud or a partnership. Who knows? And then we get the final Hell in a Cell match of the week. We get Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods. I'm calling him Bobby back-to-back because he delivered two nights in a row with great Hell in a Cell matches. Xavier Woods lives in the cell. The New Day versus the Usos Hell in a Cell match may be a top three for me. This was a great one. Uh, perfect for TV. Xavier Woods takes the loss here. We all expected it. MVP rushes the cage at the end, locks it from the inside. Kofi can't get in, and we finish the show with Bobby Lashley holding Xavier Woods in the hurt lock, and it was a great visual. This Raw, this Raw was a Raw to watch. It's not a Raw that you want to sleep through. It was a Raw to watch. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little NXT, and we'll follow that one up with another Friday Night Dynamite. With the NXT recap, show starts off with Adam Cole saying he's not gonna, he's not gonna wrestle someone tonight. And who comes out? Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes challenges Adam Cole tonight by digging in on our ruthless aggression nostalgia that I didn't know we had. 
Um, Cole eventually gets the win, but Carmelo Hayes shines in this match. I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming from Carmelo Hayes in the future. I didn't watch any of his indie stuff, so I don't really know what he does actually have to offer. But I do I do like him so far in NXT. Uh, we get a Frankie Monet and Robert Stone uh, backstage segment. Uh, I'm not sure where this is going, but yep, it was it was fine. Uh, we get a Zoe Stark promo. And Zoe Stark is as bland as plain toast. Ah, uh, yep. I uh, She looks like an American gladiator, kind of, without the uh, the outfit on. Uh, EO comes in and says she hates her, but she respects her. A classic, classic, can they get along? Am I right? Uh, we get hit with a great LA Knight promo. He's over by the pool lounging, um, hitting his little marks with his hand. Uh, it's a good promo. We get a way promo. Um, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory are, are slowly making their way over to faces, I guess. Uh, Dunn and Oni Larkin come out, and um, Johnny, Johnny isn't gonna, Johnny's not gonna get violent tonight. But uh, Austin Theory gets hit with uh, some some little um, manipulation of the joints or whatever Pete Dunn does. Uh, we get a Cameron Grimes backstage segment. Thing where it pushes Ari Sterling. Maybe we'll get that match next week. Uh, Cole and Regal. Regal uh, have a little bit of a little backstage, but a lot of promos tonight. Backstage guys. Uh, they have a little tiff. Uh, it gets announced that we're going to see uh, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin later on. Uh, Cole flips out as you could expect. Uh, we see Z- we see Zoe Stark and Io versus the Robert Stone brand. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Indy and Candice come out. Um, Dakota and Raquel come out. Uh, Shotzi and Ember come out. And, uh, yeah, they just, you know, do their little uh, back and forth on the mic till it's a bit of a mad madhouse. And uh, Joe's got to come out. Doesn't get physical with the ladies, but almost. Uh, it, it's announced for great next week. There'll be a number one contender match between them. And then the winner of that will face... Candice and Indy at Great American Bash. Can't wait. Uh, we get a Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross backstage segment where once again, once again, Samoa Joe makes that man look like a chump. Ah, it's great. And then Joe and Pete Dunne have another stare-off, and you wonder why Pete Dunne has, has the moxie to stare off with Samoa Joe, and Karrion Cross just doesn't. They make that boy look like a and we get the uh, Frankie Monette encore to the world premiere. She's facing Electra Lopez. Uh, Electra Lopez is a newcomer. She's had a couple spots here and there, and my God. And uh, Monette picks up the win, of course, and uh, this leads into a uh, a little promo backstage with Hit Row. Um. They kind of do a little cool thing with the camera. Tell Everrise they're coming for them. I okay. And then we get Everrise versus Hit Row. Uh it was a match that was on television, and these guys are wrestlers. I Everrise is funny. Hit Row's cool. I think it is what it is. And once again, we're throwing it over in that box that I watched it, so you didn't have to. Uh, Mercedes. And a mystery opponent are going to face Xia Li and Boa next week. Then Xia Li kind of comes in. 
on the attack, and then you got Boa on the attack, and who makes the save? Jake Atlas makes the save. So next week, it's Mercedes Martinez, Jake Atlas, Versailles, and Boa in a mixed tag match, and I'm, I kind of can't wait to see what happens in that match. Uh, we get Kashuda versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, this is the main event, folks, and this was the main event. You know what I'm saying? It was a good match. Kashuda, Kyle O'Reilly, they know what to do. They know what to do in that ring, and they put on a great match. Um, Fightful reported earlier in the day that WWE was going to focus on the Cruiserweight title. They put Kushida in the main event of NXT. They made him look like a million bucks. He went over, and then at the end of the match, the end of the match, Kushida got attacked. He got attacked by the finally debuting Diamond Mine, and it is Roderick Strong, Taylor Rust, Hito Suzuki, Hadiki Suzuki, terrible names, and Malcolm Bivens. Folks, why even create another faction? Because we have the greatest faction of all time. And that's how they ended Raw, with Roderick Strong holding up that title belt. And it was an image I cannot wait to see. Uh, when we come back, we have the doozer, the snoozer, the worst show of the week. And it is AEW Dynamite's Friday night special. With the AEW Friday Night Dynamite review. And this review is brought to you by that box over there that's labeled, I watched it so you didn't have to. We start the show off with an MMA cage fight with Wardlow versus Jake Hager. Wardlow came out in his wrestling gear because that just adds up. Uh, The announcers, of course, ignored Jake Hager's MMA shortcomings. No mention of his low blows or his... DQs, none of it. Uh, the worked MMA cage fight itself was was fine. It went one and a half rounds. Wish they paid a little bit for Herb Dean. That would have added a nice touch. Uh, the first round, they made Wardlow look real good. I figured the second round, we'd see uh, Hager look good. And he did. He won. Then we had a little bit of uh, fisticuffs. Uh, right before we almost saw... Hager and Wardlow dap it up, which I thought was weird. The whole thing was a little weird. Uh, MJF came out, attacked Jericho. Uh, Sean Spears, they're all in there, right? And then Dean Malenko comes out. And, of course, I didn't know this, but I hope uh, Dean Malenko is, is going through it the best he can. He has Parkinson's. And they have MJF give old Dean a, a what for, and he bumps. And I was just like, what is going on here? Uh, it was it was a lot of chaotic energy in the beginning. It was it was what it was. Uh, we eventually get a nice little promo where Kaz is backstage and he's bringing out the Bible for this one. He he cuts a very religious 
promo. It was probably his best promo, though. And then we got Eddie Kingston and Penta. And uh, it was a good promo leading up for their match later on in the night when they face uh, one half of the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. It's a can't-miss match, I bet. Uh, we get a Team Taz promo where Taz uh, Taz is backstage talking to his boys minus Cage, and he's, he's trying to straighten him out. It's, uh, it's announced that it's going to be uh, Hobbs versus Adam Page next week. That should be a, a pretty good match. We get uh, Men of the Year. Great tag team name. Uh, and uh, they're going against Darby Allen alone because Darby told his dad to stay home. He said, Dad, it's Father's Day coming up. You get the weekend off. And he faced those two men on his own. And he brought out some zip ties because he's kinky and he zip tied up Ethan Page's feet. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Uh, Darby ended up losing after a Eagles Edge. Uh, it was a decent enough handicap match. They gave a lot to Darby Allen. Uh, then we see Orange Cassidy versus Caesar bon- Bonin. Uh, my God, the wingmen are horrible. They're kind of awful. Can we get JD Drake away from those men? Can we get those men regulated to dark? Something that no one watches. Um, the match screamed house show match. Cassidy and the best friends are are fun. It was it, it was fun, but the wingmen are, are terrible with the fake tan spray and just ugh, ugh, ugh. Um, yeah. So we see Jungle Boy uh, backstage. Uh, he starts getting interviewed by Alex Marvez. Kenny comes in his Coles T-shirt and tight pants and says, I'm not in my cool suits and uh, we're going to have a street fight, which is weird. Uh, his buddy wails him with uh, the laptop and they beat up on uh, old Jungle Boy. Uh, they've been keeping uh, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt away from Jungle Boy during this whole thing. I assume he could use some backup, but they really want to play the underdog card for this one. Uh, we get a Matt Hardy and company promo backstage. Uh, it leads to Christian trying to come in and Give Matt Hardy and crew the what for. They ended up locking them in a uh, a storage uh, little storage compartment. Uh, Matt Hardy throws a check to Christian to go back being retired. And uh, I, you know what? Why is he here? He could be over in WWE right now. It could be Edge and Christian versus the Usos. Edge and Christian versus the New Day. Christian versus Big E like it should have been. But no, he's here feuding with Matt Hardy again. Yeah, it's great. Great. A lot of a lot of great stuff here, guys. And not to mention, we're getting ready to enter the Cody-verse. That's right. We get QT Marshall and Aaron Solo versus Cody Rhodes and baby Arn Anderson. That man looks too much like his father at such a young age. Uh, baby Arn, you know, for his first match, could be ever. I'm not sure. He, he looked all right. Uh, this... Once again, is why WWE has a developmental program because they use those that that system. Instead, you just get a match with Cody Rhodes in AEW. Um, I really, I have a question. I have a, a question out there, and if anyone can answer it, please hit me up on Twitter at Daniel Soden. Who did Cody Rhodes bet that he could get all these guys over? Who and how much was said bet? Because he's losing. And I know he has a new child that he needs to take care of. And this bet, whew, this bet's going to cost that boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, baby baby Arn got the win here. 
because why wouldn't he? Uh, we get a Jake uh, Jake Roberts Lance Archer promo, and we need Jake Roberts to go home. It's over. It's over. He's making dad jokes. It's over. Uh, we get an Andrade Jim Ross promo interview. That's good. It sold me on the character. I got the little the little closed captioning on there. That was for the Jim Ross crowd. Um, a page in Dark Order uh, backstage promo because he's not going to be a part of Dark Order. He's just going to get drunk with them constantly. Um, Paige and Hodge, Hobbs next week. Uh, he went in on that, and then they asked him about the Jungle Boy Kenny Omega match, and he dodged the question and built up the crew, and it was a party. Um, we saw Penelope Ford on her return match against Julia Hart, not related. Uh, she came out with her uh, varsity boys, and um, it was a fine match, you know. It a uh, solid TV match. It was nice to see Penelope back. She sold uh, herself as a little bit more of a heel at the end of the match. Then uh, Griff and Brian came in to try and make the save a little bit. They didn't touch old Penelope, but Miro, out of all people, came out and took offense to this. Uh, this set up Miro going after Griff and Brian. Um, and they announced shortly thereafter, next week, Miro will be putting up that TNT title against Flying Brian Jr. That's a, Miro's really going for you know the run here. Um, and then uh, we had a Britt Brit Baker promo. Uh, Vicky Guerrero interrupted that. That was that was entertaining. It's going to be uh, Britt and Rebel next week versus Nyla and Vicky. And my God, they want us to stop watching. Uh, anyway, we got an FTR versus um, Proud and Powerful vignette. Um, really sells the match. Um, these guys are probably going to have a, a pretty good match, I would assume. They're good tag teams. Uh, we got a Jade and Mark promo that we didn't need about hotels. They need her just in the ring at this point. And finally, we get our main event. Penta, Kazarian, Eddie versus the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson. And my, uh, we need to get Alex, whatever his last name is, away from Penta. It's completely sucking any cool factor that Penta has. It just It's a succubus. He's a succubus is what he is. He doesn't need it. He's cool. He's mysterious. He has the Joker costume. He has the other costume masks. He's, he's fun. Kids are going to love him. They don't need Alex dressing up in some weird Ed Hardy-esque clothing bouncing around. It, it just takes away from it all. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a solid match. About as solid as you're going to get when you got the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks in it. Uh, Nick eventually comes out from the back, sprays Penta's eyes with some some spray, and uh, Anderson gets the win, and uh, yeah, that's it. And my God, I cannot wait for this show to return to Wednesdays so they can start trying again. And that's it, folks. As episode four comes to a close, I want to thank everyone for listening. It's been a great four weeks so far as we close out the first month of the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I just want to say, please go give the Fired Up Podcast Network a follow on Twitter, at Fired Up Podcast. And of course, if you would ever be so gracious, you may give me, your lovely host, 
a follow at Daniel Soden. You can talk wrestling. You can talk energy drinks. You can talk fast and furious with me, baby. I am ready to talk it all. Plus, you're going to get a lot of bad photoshops. All right. Have a great week.